Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown, my God, a touchdown! We threw it to, we threw it to Haynes! My God almighty, did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their Welcome to the DGD podcast. For those that are not aware, this was the damn good Dogcast, but we are moving and rebranding to the DGD podcast. Not going to go into too much detail, just a little bit of legal stuff there. Anyways, however, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the recap in recruiting and none other than Brooks Alston is going to be here today to talk about it with me brooks welcome to the show yeah man i appreciate you having me robert hey man you know obviously i'm gonna give you a quick shout out here man i'm telling you right now the patreon site if if you're not familiar with brooks Austin's patreon site guys i'm telling you right now do yourself a favor and go check that shit out i cannot make it up there's so much good shit in there i love it there's a bunch of other guys in there we love it Hey, man, keep putting out the good work. Uh, love the nugs, man. I've got the addiction. I ain't going to lie. I think as everybody else does there. Yeah, it gets a little bit much. I was actually sitting down to uh, put a nug out, and then I, re- I remembered. I was like, oh, crap, I got I got Robert at, at noon. So the, the nugs shall wait till post-lunch break, um, and, then, and then they'll get some more information over there on patreon.com forward slash Brooks Awesome. But, no, nah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate having you in there. Um, the more the merrier. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting group of, of people, um, but it's definitely something that is very, very addictive. I, f- I find that the information is great, but the community is what I find that you know I get the most positive feedback about, and that that makes me really, really proud. Nah, you know, like I said, man, I've been in there for several months now. I think a couple months. Uh, getting more active now, and I'm telling you, man, some of the stuff that you called out. Is it's just insane to me. I'm not. I'm not here to bash any other site, nothing like that. But guys, I'm telling you, the man knows his shit. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and look, I don't. I don't. I don't aim to take you know subscriptions from other services. I don't even allow talk of other services, whether positive or negative, on my forums or anything like that. I, I'm there to provide my service. I'm. I'm not there to take you away from anyone else. Um, I, I'm there to add to your value, and I, I found that. You know, in the two and a half, three years I've been in this Georgia space, it's a very unique fan base in the sense that they're so passionate that they're going to find as many possible avenues as they possibly can. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't aim to take away. I aim to add to the additional coverage. There you go. No, I mean, like I said, man, I know everybody in the group loves it. Uh, you know, it's really a community. You know, that's one yeah. of the things I'm going to give a quick personal take here, you know, it's really become a community where, you know, not only are you talking Georgia football, but, you know, you can even talk about self-care, right? There's a there's yeah. a, a Discord channel just for self-care. Uh, you're on a 75-day health challenge, too. So 
guys, literally. We are. It, I'm telling you, man, it, there's so much more than just college football. It goes deeper than that. So Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's Feel Good Friday. I got to get in there and get my ratings out. I haven't, I haven't sat down and done those today. I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I need, I need to do the Friday same thing. Sure. I, I definitely need to do the same thing. I, I know I did it last week for the first time, and I'm, it, it feels good getting it off your chest. For yeah, sure. no doubt. It's not not a lot of avenues where you you get to to to, be, to speak and know you're being heard nowadays, and that, that's definitely one thing. And it wasn't my idea. It was actually uh, Jeremiah too in there that that, that was yeah. his idea to to start up self care. So um, that's another thing I'm really proud about. And I know we're, we're going to talk some Georgia in a second, but um, the the community driven aspect of my content is something that I never imagined um, and, and envisioned. But I'm extremely proud that. It's you guys that, that drive what it is we do and the decisions that we make. Um, and I think that's what enhances the product for sure. Absolutely. So before we go on, guys, I uh, just saw, I don't know, Brooks, if you saw it, uh, Facebook user. Here's the thing. Brooks, best evaluation dude on the planet. And yeah, we're passionate. So I'm going to plug this real fast in here. If you're watching the show, follow this link right here, guys. Chat.restream.io slash FB. That's going to let you – that's going to grant Restream the uh, access to your picture and name so that when me and, and guests like Brooks here uh, read comments, we know who's commenting. Uh, it yeah. definitely helps us out so we can talk to you, get it on a more personal note. Uh, Brooks, let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. It, You know, you're out there. You know, I see you out there. You uh, at a camp right now. Uh, explain a little bit about that because I know that's some recruiting issues or there's some uh, recruiting there tied to it, but – Give us a little bit of detail where you're at right now for those that are watching. Yeah, so the, the Corky Kell Classic, most people know for the kickoff to high school football here in the state of Georgia, where used to it was inside the Georgia Dome. Um, and I, I believe they're going to make their way into the Mercedes-Benz Dome at some point. But they also do a, a, a major seven-on-seven tournament every year. Um, and that's actually where I'm at right now over here uh, in Roswell Area Park. There are 45 teams from all across the state of Georgia competing here today um, in, in pre-show, guys like, uh, Ethan Nation were walking up and talking to me. I was talking to Caleb Downs, um, you know, all, all kinds of different prospects out here that are, are, are national known prospects um, right here from the state of Georgia. Gunnar Stockton's out here today as well. So we're going to take a look at him. Oscar Delp. I mean, the list goes on. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of Division One prospects. And as an evaluator, it's, it's kind of um, irresponsible to not do everything you can to get out to events like this um, because it's, it's, it's a ton of bang for your buck. That's for sure. You know, I, I can't agree with you right now. And and obviously you're an evaluator, so you understand what I mean by this. The state of Georgia is absolutely loaded for the next few years, looking at 2022, uh, all the way up to the, even the 2024 cycles. You know, there's so much talent within the state. And obviously those kind of camps right there, you're getting to see the best of the best within the state. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, per, per capita, when you're talking about per population and the rate in which they put out players into – Power Five conferences and and of course the NFL as well. I I don't think you have. I I think you have a really really strong argument if you're one of those people like me that stands on the table for for Georgia high school football. I don't I don't think it gets much better. Um, again, per capita than what's going on here in the state of Georgia at all positions. Whereas you know some states like Louisiana, they're they're more known for their skill based position players, right? The the really speed guys. Same thing for Florida to a, to an extent. Here in the state of Georgia, you can find. Uh, a top 100 player at quarterback, receiver, corner, offense, defense line, all across the board. Um, it's extremely deep. And I think that's honestly why you've seen Kirby um, go back to more of a, I mean, yeah, COVID played a role. 
Um, NIL is going to play a role, but you're going to see that over the next coming classes, you're going to see Georgia really focus here on the state because there's such a quality of players around here. No, absolutely. And before we jump into the, you know, you're talking about the commits, right? Obviously with commits, there come decommits. But I want to give a shout out to my guys at um, the Field of Streams. They do a show every Tuesday night called Behind the Hedges. Uh, And recently, just this past Tuesday, they were talking about the decommitments, which we're about to jump in right now. Uh, Bear Alexander and Smoke Bowie, right? Uh, Obviously, Bear coming from Texas uh, and Bowie coming from Bainbridge down there in uh, Georgia, South Georgia, I should say. So with that being said, right, I know you just did your show, uh, your YouTube show, uh, talking about your projections for the DB class. Uh, And and in that, you had six guys, and and basically uh, Dion wasn't there. And – you know, a lot of people, from what I'm seeing, man, people are so worried. A lot of Georgia fans are so worried about losing two five stars. You know, from the from the top of it, it does look it looks bad, right? Pretty relatively yeah. quick, quick lose two guys. So I understand that in that regard, it, it looks bad. But explain mm-hmm. to the, explain to people that don't follow recruiting as much as myself and you. You know, why Why should Georgia fans not be worried about the decommit, at least to start off the smoke? Uh, why should they not be worried about that decommit? Well, I mean, he's first of all, he's a great football player, right? Wherever he does end up, whether it's Texas A&M, maybe he gets back into Georgia's class. Wherever he ends up, he's a great football player, first of all. So the kind of football player that you don't want to lose in any recruitment class, so it's definitely – it, it hurts, right? But the good news for Georgia in 2022 and moving forward into 2023 – the defensive backs class is deeper than ever. I mean, like I said, there will be probably eight to 10 guys here alone today that are quality of caliber of playing at a school like the University of Georgia at defensive back. So 2022, extremely deep at DB. And they've already got three, you know, or two of the best locked up um, in Malachi Starks and Marquise Groves Killebrew. Malachi being the best pound for pound athlete in the class, in my opinion and Marquise being the best cover corner in 2022 that there is. So you've already got two staples in your class that aren't going anywhere. So you're, you're solid there, even if that's all you take. And then after that, you look at guys like, you know, that they're really, really high up on the board on in terms of, you know, top threes, top fives, whatever kids want to release nowadays. Guys like Kamari Wilson and Keon Sab are, are two really, really good football players down that IMG Academy that I think as if they committed tomorrow, they would probably be members of this 2022 Georgia class, in my opinion. Um, and then you move further down the ranks at guys like Traquan Fagans and Jake Pope. Um, Fagans, there's some work to be done left there. Um, but in terms of Jake Pope, that's that's a Georgia kid. I mean, he's Buford High School. Um, he, he's extremely explosive. He's a coach's son. Everything about him relates uh, to Kirby Smart. So um, I, I think that one's one to, if he committed today. I, I think if you're a Georgia fan, you feel really, really good about it. So if there were ever to be a class where you lose a player of the caliber of Deion Bowie, I, I think this is the one where you look up and you're like, hey, I, we're going to be OK. We're, it's, it's not the end of the world. We didn't just lose, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you lost a great player, but you didn't lose a, a transcendent player in the sense that he's so good you can't lose him. Yeah, no. And like you were saying, you know, obviously looking into the recruiting, like just the, you know, just the kids in Georgia alone, um, the DB class is loaded if you really wanted to pick guys just from the state. But like you said, yeah. me, and you, me and you've talked about this offline, man. We, we are both on the Figgins board right there, man. We are on that train. Yeah. I would love to see him come to the uh, come to the dogs. I just think he fits exactly what Kirby is, right? That long, physical, you know, yep. physical mold for a prototype uh, 
secondary, uh, whether it be a safety or a cornerback, whatever Kirby decides to put him at. I think he would be better at probably cornerback. Maybe you may may think safety. I don't know. I don't remember. No, I, I I like him at corner. I mean, I compared him to Patrick Sertan. So I mean, that that's what I think of him. Um, that's yep. the quality of football player that I think he is and will be. Um, there there's some athletic measurable like concerns if you're if you're really trying to scout it out to like an NFL uh, level like that. I mean, this isn't a guy that he's gonna he's a guy that's gonna have to develop a, a lot more quick twitch muscle fibers in college to be you know in that four 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 two range that it requires to be a top twenty five pick nowadays in the NFL, but. Um, in terms of the ball skills, the length, the measurables, uh, physically, uh, and just the style of play. I mean, he he is 100% a Georgia corner um, just on on paper. Oh no, I, I you know I would love to see him there, but there's you know obviously in your show, man, you know I wouldn't mind seeing all those guys, uh, you know, commit yeah. to Georgia, right? Obviously, we got Gross Killebrew, which I like what he's about, um, you know. But then you look at guys like Pope, right? Like. He kind of went under the radar for me. Now, obviously, recently he kind of popped up. People start paying attention. It wasn't attention. just you. It wasn't just you. It was it was the national powerhouses. Um, they weren't in on Jake Pope until the end of this year. I mean, they were talking to him. Um, but this wasn't a guy until the end of his junior season when that tape came out where, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking about at this point programs like Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, and Georgia. Um, that was not on the horizon for Jake Pope a year ago to this day. I mean, it was more of a, you know, UNC – uh, Georgia Tech, uh, maybe maybe some middling SEC schools like Ole Miss, um, things like that. It was not a big boy recruitment like it's turned into now following his junior year. So it wasn't just your board there, Rob. You know, also thinking about that right here, obviously with the dead period ending uh, May 31st into June 1st, right, being the big day for us as a, as a dog fan, you know, looking yeah. at, you know, looking at the evaluation for your standpoint, you know, I think you're going to see a lot more of, you know, in general craziness, right? You, you've called yeah. it out before. You think this is about to be the craziest cycle in history. And honestly, it, it makes mean, sense because these kids haven't been on campus in, what, 18 months, I think it was? Yeah, 16 months almost to the day. Um, but, no, it's, it's been a long, long time. Um, and, I mean, you've got kids like Darius Smith, for example, right, the, the edge commit for the University of Georgia. Um, out of South, South Georgia. Okay, this is a kid that, I mean, he committed to the University of Georgia probably without having taken any type of real visit. Now, he probably went up there with his school. He probably got some attention from coaches up there because he's big, but he'll go on to campuses this summer, and he's already been up to Georgia. He'll go on to campuses for the first time in his young adult life and be highly coveted where everyone wants to talk to him and everybody wants his attention and everybody wants to give him the pitch. There's a lot of kids like that going through that right now where, you know, 16 months ago, maybe they weren't a high profile name. Maybe they weren't a recruit um, that, that everyone was after. Kind of like Jake Pope, where 16 months later, he's one of the most highly coveted recruits in the country getting recruited, like I said, by some of the big boys. Um, that's a totally different experience. That's a totally different um, viewpoint on what's going on in your life. I mean, that's that's a major life change going on in a matter of 16 months where you didn't know what college recruitment really was, and then it opened up, and now it's this entirely different world. Um, and it works vice versa as well. I think you're going to see a lot of um, – and I'm not saying this is the case with Georgia. I know it sounds like we're coming right off of a topic where, um, you know, kids were decommitting or that, that term process that you know I hate. But you're going to have a lot of that where – where guys spent 16 months away from these college coaches, they get back on campus and, you know, coach at, at, at school X looks at player Y and goes, you know, I don't know if that really fits our mold anymore. That kind of stuff's going to happen 
um, with this layoff and recruitment. You know, looking at that right there, I'm glad that kids are able to go back uh, onto campuses, right? I know. A hundred percent. I know looking at, um, you know, Bear, right? Bear was obviously our biggest. Our, well, if you look at composite, right, 24-7 composite, highest ranked kid in our class. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. never came to Georgia, still committed to, you know, what we were. And, and obviously we've talked about this. Nick Williams is a big factor there. Uh, you know, but Why you look, at, look at Bear. You know, Sorry, hold, goes hold, on, hold on, Robert. Hold on, Robert. I got Ethan interrupting an interview. Why am I here? What do you mean, why am I here? Oh, we're making a cameo I'm, I'm, appearance here. Um, I'm here because there's 45 high school football teams here. Just come watch me. All right, I'll come watch you. Just once, one fade. Make sure you One fade with the camera. I got you. All right, bro. We'll see. We'll talk to you in a sec. All right, guys. I'm just going to call it out here. This is this is the day in the life of Brooks Austin right there. I mean, kind of. I mean, it, it is, but it isn't. I mean, I, I, I have this... I'm not going to say it's a weird relationship, but for some reason, maybe it's because I'm young, so this will probably wear off as I get older. Um, but maybe, kids just relate. I, I don't. I, maybe I relate to them. I don't know. I've always, to every coach I tell, I tell, you know, I'd, I'd be hell on the recruiting trail. What up, Jeremy? I'm actually doing an interview right now, so give me a second. Um, hey, if, if, look, let them know, man, if they want to make a show, if they want to make an appearance, <laughs> by all means. I mean, no, I, we're, hey, it we're, is what it is. We're I'm not going to. I don't. I don't I don't want to have to sign any waivers for for oh, uh, fair. Know, I guess you're right be, there. Approval I guess be you're on right. air without knowing. We don't want to pull a Shannon Sharp, Julio Jones. Uh, yeah, not right yeah. Here. A lot of look. A lot of fans in Georgia about to be salty about that. So we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> what, what were what were we talking about? We were talking about the changes in recruitment, right? With yeah, with and we were talking about how. So we're talking about kids coming back on campus and how mm-hmm. our next decommit, right? We're talking about Bear, uh, obviously committed. You know without coming on campus, things like that, goes and visits Texas A&M and then obviously decommits. Um, you know, I, obviously, we've talked about this. I think Nick Williams played a part in both of those commi- uh, decommits. Yeah. But, but you, look at the, you look at the grand scheme of, the, uh, of what's going on there. Um, you, you look at, obviously, Bear being a, a huge part of the class, obviously, uh, decommits. Mm-hmm. I don't expect him to come back in, but that doesn't mean – that we still can't pull an almost legendary uh, D line hall. Yeah. Um, you know, very, so I, I, it's, it's weird, Rob. It's, it's very, it's very similar to the, the defensive back discussion. I think the two deepest classes per position this year in 2022 are defensive back and interior and maybe edge. And I would go edge rusher as well. Just front seven, like defensive line linebackers will thin this year, in my opinion, but DB and that front four, front five, whatever you want to call it, whatever you run on your specific team, it's extremely deep. So, yeah, you miss out on a guy like Bear Alexander. You already got Tyree West in the fold. Michael Williams is looking good. Uh, you, you still got a battle there with Christian Miller, and that's one that you're in and you're going to be in late. And guess what? You're in on Walter Nolan. You're going to be in on Walter Nolan late. I'm not saying you're getting him, but you're going to be in on him. Travis Shaw as well. So it's so deep in 2022. And I think in June right now, when, 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 you know, regular recruiting just got back to the forefront, the last thing you need to be doing is panic. And the number one thing you need to be doing is, I don't know, maybe trust the recruiter that's taken home. What at this point, three recruiting titles and Kirby smart. So yeah, I, I would be sitting back resting on my laurels. If I were a Georgia fan saying, you know, all, all that white noise, it's, it's ancillary to the discussion. Call me in December because in December we're going to look up and you're going to be like, Oh, wow. 
you know, they, they did pretty good for themselves, like they always do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have faith in Trey Scott. There, I look at it that way. Yeah, um, you know, and, and Chad Buchanan mentioned Shaw, right? Obviously, look, me being in North Carolina, I am I am right in his backyard, right? I, I graduated yeah. right down the road from Grimsley High School. So yeah. when it comes to Travis Shaw, I'm going to be one of the biggest advocates for Travis Shaw. Kid is an absolute animal, right? Absolute mm-hmm. animal. God, don't forget that we've got one of his best friends already in the fold, and that is Jalen. I'm right. I talked to Jalen actually yesterday about it, and you know he's he's still working. Obviously, on it. crystal mean, he, balls are not 100. percent Yeah, However, I mean he's 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 working hard to to get Jalen or uh, excuse me to get. Travis up in this class for the University of Georgia and it's not just him right it's it is Trey Scott I think if if we know anything about Trey Scott it's the fact that he's kind of recruited North Carolina really really well I mean yeah. he's recruiting the replacement of a guy that's well you know from North Carolina in Jordan yeah, Davis so Charlotte um, yep. right outside of yeah Charlotte. so I, I think Trey's got a good foothold there um, and it's all about getting kids on campus this summer I mean Travis hadn't been on campus yet I don't believe um, and, and when he gets down there, I, I cannot overstate just how nice those facilities are from everything that I've heard. Um, so that that's the major recruiting pitch at this point um, in this season. And of course, once the season begins and teams are seeing Georgia do what we all expect them to do this year, that adds another jolt of recruiting momentum. So um, I, I wouldn't pay attention to hardly any commitments. Now, most of them will stay true, but you're going to see flips and decommits more than any other recruiting cycle in the history of recruiting, in my opinion, because of the the rarity of the situation that we're in. Oh, absolutely. I think you got to prepare, you know, obviously understand the circumstances and everybody as a casual fan, you know, expect, expect these things to happen. So don't get down uh, if you see a decommitment and, and don't get too overexcited for a commitment. Obviously I'm not going to tell you not to be excited. It's always a fun time, but Keep in mind, guys, these kids haven't visited campuses, and now they're basically free reign to do whatever. So expect a lot of chaos, really. Um, Absolutely. You know, like I said, there's, you know, I just wanted to mention something. You were talking about, you know, guys coming on campus and looking at, you know, what Georgia's expected to do on the field this year. Now, I'm, you mentioned in a nug, I'm not going to say names, and we don't even have to dig it up. But, guys, if this is where I'm, I'm going to make another shout out here. This is where Patreon comes into play. Be an OG, guys. You get nugs like this. Huge names could be, you know, flipping from Georgia or coming to Georgia. Just going to leave it there. And yeah. We're talking about, um, you know, we don't want to be a burden to anybody, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I think there. The, Kirby, I mean, he's, he's Mr. Flip King. He, he flips on oh, every he class. Is. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So um, it's just it's not a matter of when. It's a matter of who. Um, and how at this point. So I I just get the sense that there there is a major move somewhere. They're going to do something where you look up and you say, damn, Kirby Smart did it again. I, I think that's going to happen at some point this class. Um, you know, I got some names in my head of guys that I think it could be. Um, but yeah, there's there's going to be a mountain um, or, a, or a massive move, in my opinion, at some point this year um, by the University of Georgia and Kirby Smart. Oh, I'm I'm with you 100. percent It's just a matter of who. I, you know, you, you like you said, you kind of have these guys in your head who they could be. I, you know, yeah. for me, right? I just kind of picture who I would want and, and try to you know think of the fit from that standpoint. But um, but you know, obviously, let's talk about this right here. You look at 
you look at the playoff scenario, right? Georgia is right there on the cusp of getting in every year. I think this year mm-hmm. is the year to get in back into the playoffs. That transition yeah. to the playoff expansion, obviously, if you're not, if, if you're just hearing this, guys, uh, college football playoffs uh, recommended to expand to 12 teams. Stop uh, living under a rock if this is news to you. I apologize for cutting you off there, Robert. What was that, bud? I said stop living under a rock if college football expansion is new to you. We got to get there you a you new go. TV. I mean, we got to get you a Twitter timeline. We got to get you something, man. If you're well, if you're twenty four hours, I'll personally go out of my way to make sure that everybody who doesn't understand understands. <laughs> but uh, you know, looking looking back though, right? Yesterday, obviously, talk about twelve team uh, playoff. If you're not familiar with the format, you're looking at six conference champions, uh, five power five, and then the highest ranked group of five conference champion, and then six at large. Uh, you know, you, yeah. with the first four, I think the first four teams or the first highest conference champions uh, gets a bye week. Uh, five through 12 will play uh, basically home games. So, like, a five would play the 12, they would host it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, then you kind of go back into the playing the fours or one through four and then obviously getting down to your national title. Um, you know, Brooks, you, you don't like the expansion to 12. I think – you were okay with expanding a little bit more, but you feel like it's too much. Um, you know, the one thing I can take away from feel the same way. Yeah. Notre Dame is basically forced to join a conference, or they'll never be yeah. higher than five seed based off well, of how that, I, I still if if they're if they've been stubborn up to this point, I don't see them bending off this because of some rule. They'll just go in at five and take that money. What's up, Bryce? You all right, brother? Good to see you. I, you know, um, thinking about it, it is Notre Dame, and I could see that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, th- there's a whole lot of I, I can't remember the whole reasoning behind them being an independent, but there there is a financial aspect to it. Uh, mainly being they're they're they have their own television network with NBC. NBC has their own contract with Notre Dame, um, and if they get into a contract uh, or get into a conference, it conflicts with that. But in terms of my opinion about playoff expansion, man, I just I think the beauty of college football is the importance and and week in and week out importance on every single football game. And that just took a major hit because you just open it up from four to 12. And what you're going to end up having is, you know, every year or so, there's going to be a three loss football team. And if they get hot, you know, if they, they just so happen to get hot at the end of the season, then they can knock off a team that legitimately earned the, the right to compete for a national championship in the modern college football or in the traditional college football sense. I think to me, that's what's beautiful about college football is that in, in years past, it's not just about being the best team at the end. And, and, and like every other sport, every other sport operates that way. College football operates in the sense that to be a national champion, you have to compete and play like a national championship for 16 weeks. Not not for the last six weeks of the season, not for any of that. It's not the Eli Manning nine and seven New York Giants beating a sixteen and zero New England Patriots team. It's not that. That's not what college football has been about for years. And I understand that this opens the door for Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati to get into a college playoff. That's all fine and good. But since when did we start making decisions based off of fairness? Fairness does not equate to business success and does not improve your your product, in my opinion. That is not what this is about. What this is about is pr- protecting college football and, and and its purest form, which is be great year-round, win 13 games, don't lose more than one. That is the history of college football, um, and, and that's why it's so great. Otherwise, I mean, you don't watch 162 baseball games unless you're an average, avid, avid fan because you know that nothing matters other than the postseason. 
you dang sure don't watch NBA basketball until NBA playoffs come on, and then you turn it on. And same thing for the NFL, even though it's a much bigger product, you don't really care until January rolls around. I find it a shame and borderline crime to do this to college football, which that's what we've always praised about college football is that it does mean more, and it means more every single week. Well, now it means less, just like I said last night on YouTube. Yeah, no, you know, I, I've heard both sides of the argument here. You know, ultimately, I think for me, I'm just taking a wait and see approach. I know you can take that as a bad thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. you, know, you hear you hear the perks of it, right? I think you get more inclusion. I think you you relieve some opt outs. You know, I, but at the end of the day, though, I, I could see possibly getting some week. You know, the first round playoffs games. I think could you could actually get some interesting ones. Um, you know, yeah. like. For instance, Georgia Cincinnati was a damn good bowl game last year. But Look, just- I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that the college football playoff product is going to be poor. I'm saying that to increase the importance of the playoff, you just decrease the importance of the regular season, which again, to me, was the heart and soul of college football. That, that, yeah. That's my opinion. So, um, Rob, I hate to do this, but people are starting to move around. I got to get to work. Um, I really appreciate you having me on, buddy, and I appreciate you being a member of our family over there. Um, and, and being a staunch member of that family, brother. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, hey, let people know your Twitter, man, so people can find you. Patreon, give them your links. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at Brooks Austin SI. Um, DogsDaily.com is where we do all of our written work that's public and, and open for the forum or open for the people. And then Patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin um, is where I give all the inside information, and that comes with a Discord um, and, a, and a really fun Discord that uh, oftentimes can go off the rails, but that that's what makes it fun. Hey, you ain't lying, man. I love right, we'll it. We'll see I'm you, brother. To, I'm looking forward to this uh, post-break nug, man. I can't wait for it. All right, brother. We'll see you. All right, bud. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. So with that being said, right, I'll continue just a little bit more about the, the playoff expansion, in my opinion. Obviously, I, I can see some downfall to this. I definitely can. Uh, you know, but my take – I, I could see some good out of it as well. I, you know, obviously, I, I think, you know, Brooks said this perfectly last night. I think it's a money grab. And ultimately, I think so, too. I, I can't say that it's not. I, I just think it is. Um, you know, but I, I would like to think that there is some good that's going to come out of this. Um, and I, let's just hope that it doesn't detract, um, you know, from the regular season. I, I would like to think that. Uh, obviously, you look you look at um, you look at the regular season games that Kirby Smart has brought in. Uh, you know, he's hosted. Um, you know, he's he's basically doing a home and home with Clemson, home and home with Oklahoma, Ohio State. Um, you know, you look at those things right there, and and if you expand it to twelve, right, could that hurt Georgia? Right, Brooks mentioned that it could definitely hurt Georgia's chances of making the playoffs. You know, in the future. You know, so I would like to think. I would like to think that when you know when they re you know when they do this twelve playoff uh, you know selection here, I would like to think that these things get taken into account. You you kind of hope so, right? But it's the NCAA guys. I, I'm I'm going to be the stouch. You know, I just don't like what the NCAA does for the most part. Uh, let's just hope that they they get something right in my opinion, and you know just go from there. Because the last thing you want to see is you have these marquee non-conference matchups. I, as a fan, I would absolutely love to see Oklahoma and Georgia in Sanford, and then sure go to Norman or whatever the case may be. That that to me that is way more 
exciting, you know, than sitting here and just scheduling, you know, a bunch of, I hate to say it, but a bunch of, you know, cupcakes every game just to make sure that you skate through and, and make the top 12. So, you know, Chad mentions here, if I was Kirby, uh, I'd cancel all those games now. You know, and honestly, I would like to think so, but I don't want to see that. Um, you know, you look, like I said, you look at the, you know, you look at the rankings and the potential there. What can happen, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Georgia could lose those games, right? And then you get pushed out, which is obviously worst case scenario. But at the end of the day, like I said, it all boils down to how they or how the committee decides these top 12. So, you know, obviously, you know, I look, I've always been an advocate for the BCS system and sure you took humans out of it. You took polls and the computer, you know, formulas and things like that. But in my opinion, for the national title game, there really wasn't a bad national title game. There really wasn't. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, obviously the year the LSU and I think of 2012, uh, LSU and Bama, right? You know, and sure it was, a, you know, it was 21 nothing, but to me, the, the BCS got it right because those two teams were literally the best teams in the country that year. And this is coming from a Georgia fan. So you look at that, you know, I, I wish they would do something to incorporate that. Use, you know, use strength of schedule. You know, look, I mean, I'm not saying it's, you can't, it's hard to compare here, but basketball, you know, college basketball, you have strength of schedule, you know, your quadrant one wins, your, you know, things like that, that makes an impact on how your seating goes. So, you know, Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I just hope they make the right call in, in regards to the seating. I, I think you have to get that right uh, because, let, I mean, let's be honest, 12, that's a huge jump. It's a huge jump from the four-team playoffs. And, you know, honestly, one of the reasons why I think they made such a big jump, um, you know, you include the group of five. You include the Pac-12, right? The Pac-12 has kind of been down for feel, what feels like a few years. So, you know, I, I, I would hope that you get more viewership, at least for that week one. You know, I, I think that's what happens. Uh, I hate to say this, but the playoff system where it is now with the four games kind of gets still, uh, you know, and, and, regard, and really for casual fans, people don't want to sit there and watch Bama and Ohio State and Clemson every single year, but that's the way it's been. But, but I, I can't discredit those teams because they earned it. They made it there. And they proved it. They proved why they deserve to be there. And you know, really, all criticism aside, you got to beat them to make sure that they don't make it. So until then, you know, that's that's just the situation uh, that it's going to be. And like I said, I just hope that they get the the seating right when it comes time to start this twelve team playoffs. Because I think if you if you get it right, you can have quality football all the way through. Uh, at least that's my hope for that. Right. But you got to make sure that you also make sure that the, the regular season matters. I, I think that's something that really needs to be an emphasis here. You know, get get your dollar signs out of your eyes and open them up and make sure that, you you know, you do what's best for college football since you say that's what's going on. So with that being said, Chad also says, Chad Buchanan says, if we can get in simply by winning the East, why risk it? I wouldn't. A lot more money to be mad, uh, made just for being in the playoffs. And, I, and obviously, we, that kind of ties into the, the uh, money grab. I mean, let's be honest here, guys. A spade, a spade, is, it's a money grab. It really is. Uh, you know, but I look at it right here as the potential, right? If Georgia, even, if Georgia doesn't make the, the top four, what if we come in fifth? Then, then Georgia gets to host a playoff game at home. How many – just imagine the, the level of 
the atmosphere, right? We can picture Notre Dame, uh, you know, circa 2019. That, that game was intense. It really was. It was a damn good game. Uh, obviously, I wasn't there. I watched it on TV. But the environment was electric, even on the TV. So I can only imagine what it was like between the hedges. You, you sit there. You talk about it, right? You sit there. You watch it. You know, look at – I mean, hell, really think about it. What if a coastal, you know, what if not a coastal Carolina, but like, what if, you know, what if Georgia hosted, I don't know, Texas, right? At Sanford Stadium for a playoff, right? In the playoffs or Texas, Oklahoma, you know, those things right there, the potential for those five through eight teams hosting a playoff game, could you could see some damn good matchups. You really could. Uh, you know, I would hope to think that you see a good week one uh, quality level football for the playoffs. Uh, you know, honestly, I w- that's what I'm hoping for. I, I really am. Obviously, it- it's out of our control, but I just want it to be successful. Uh, just don't go down the rabbit hole to the point where you f- you basically fuck up the game of college football. I loved it. I love it too much to sit there and watch it go to shit. I really don't want to see it happen. So I'm just trying to be as optimistic as possible. Um, so that's where I am with with the playoffs here, uh, guys. Before I wrap it up for the day here, though, I, I do want to make sure uh, that people are aware, obviously, uh, with the name change to the DGD podcast, uh, there's also been a change to the website. So instead of damngooddogcast.com, it is now dgdpodcast.com, uh, which you can see right here. So if you go there, you can also look into the charity on July 2nd, uh, posted a time for it at 2 o'clock that day. Uh, and what that is going to be, I want to make sure for people listening that haven't, it's it's a really a stream, it's a live stream where we're kind of doing our podcast here, uh, but it's going to be you know for St. Jude. Uh, so any donations uh, that are that are contributed uh, that day uh, will go directly toward um, St. Jude. Uh, so we're having several guests come on, uh, talk college football. Uh, and if anybody wants to donate, it's not mandatory, but if you do want to donate, it does go to the calls uh, for pediatric cancer uh, and the kids there at St. Jude. So with that being said, though, obviously just remember that is July 2nd, 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, other than that, though, guys, like I said, dgdpodcast.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, you basically at uh, dgdpod which is the new uh, Twitter now. Uh, Also, you can find us on YouTube, uh, DGD Podcast there, Twitch, um, a lot of places, right? Uh, Wherever you listen to your podcast, find us there. Just keep looking for a DGD Podcast. Uh, Just make sure that everybody makes that aware. Uh, And on that note, though, folks, I want to wish everybody a happy weekend, and I will catch you back on the next episode. Go dogs.